Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. Certainly is. Certainly that time of week again. <laughs> Here we are. Here we meet again. That's right. In the in a small room at the back of a suburban home. That's right. We don't talk during the week. We save it all up. We ignore ourselves, each other, and ourselves, and we get our kids <laughs> to pass, pass messages to each other in we a do. very passive-aggressive way. Do you know I read once the famous comedians, if you're not in Australia, you may not know them, Hamish and Andy. Sure. They're like, you know, everyone's local heroes. Favourite local favorite lads. local lads. Anyway. They're good. They're great, actually. And Hamish hosts Lego Masters. Yes, which, you know, as we know, is excellent. And where was I going with this? Oh yeah, Hamish and Andy famously don't talk to each other during the week. They only save it all up for yeah. their zinger dingling chemistry when they jump on the airwaves. Do you do that with Meso? No. Nah. <laughs> but I think I don't think we're at the level of uh, <laughs> you know, Hamish and Andy. No. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, do you I just not mean talk like skill-wise. I'm not a talk. You know, we talk to each other. I mean, we, we mostly like see each other once or twice a week. We don't like chat on the phone or whatever. No, like I don't think you guys catch up for drinks otherwise no, though. we don't. No, you, your catch-up is your like We've also been locked down weekly. for two years or whatever. So, you <laughs> yeah, so who even knows what we do now? Yeah. yeah, that's a very good point. Anyway, do you know what we're doing this week on Suggestible, the show where we release things? No, I don't. What? Tell me. Tell well, me. I've got a bunch of things. I want to talk about Ted Lasso. I want to talk about a very small little documentary and I want to talk about a very special piece of writing here. <laughs> That I've got from a oh, no. one young Claire Tonti, which you unearthed oh, from 1996. God. And I'm like, are you sure you want me to read this? And you're like, definitely. And I'm like, all right. I, no, I'm not sure anymore. Well, Nelly. if you're not sure, let's save it. Let's sit on it for a week. Uh, no, this- it's here now. It, no, it's here. Well, let's just get to the end yeah. of the show. What are you talking and about? And I'll see some? if I can do it. Because I unearthed it from a box when I was cleaning out in the cupboard. And I haven't stopped thinking about it since because it's making me laugh so much. Yeah, it's like it's weirdly optimistic and sad. It's just got it's got it all. <laughs> I'm like eleven, like ten. I'm running so this serious. I'm it's so serious. It's such a. It sounds totally... like a suicide note. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Well, we'll save it for the end, and we'll see we what will. the listeners think. Um, are you going first? Am I? I'll go first. I... Oh yeah, we're doing this thing up top, aren't we? Where we yeah, talk we tell about where... what's going on. Oh, we get a sizzle going. All right, so. I have got two things to recommend. Oh. One of which you may, someone may have seen in my Instagram feed, uh, they're raised garden bed covers. Oh, <laughs> well, I yes, yes, you got yes. It. Anyway, they're very special and I got them from a YouTube channel and I'm going to talk about them. And then the other thing I want to talk about is a beautiful artist that I found, an illustrator on Instagram. Beautiful as in like physically beautiful? Very much. Inside, out, all wow. the things, but, she, but also very talented. Because actually what I'm starting to do, I don't know if listeners have noticed this, over the next little while I'm going to be throwing in suggestions for presents for 
loved ones. Oh. Because I've had quite a few messages from people, um, and let's be honest, mostly blokes, saying They're like, what? I don't know my wife. <laughs> yeah, what did I bloody get for my wife? The well, trick is you wait till they hint that they like something, then you write it down on your phone, and then like a month before their birthday or whatever, then you purchase it online. That is correct. That's and you trick. do what James does, which is subtly drop it into conversation as well beforehand just to test the waters. Just to, to test see the waters. One. I've noticed that you do it. And what? <laughs> yeah. You don't know any of my tricks. <laughs> I, do, I do. And you always have the same look on your face. You're like, so I was just wondering if you'd casually like, um, I don't know, an Inst- um, a print. Did you like those printers that you saw? Did you like them? <laughs> that was a gift, Claire. That was a gift from <laughs> That is something son. else I'm going to talk about later. It was a great gift. Anyway, so that's what I'm that doing, listeners. <laughs> just on the lead up to Christmas because we're a while out now and it, there's still Snakes time up to on you, do. Though. Yeah, it does. And you know, I'm all about getting your partner things that they might actually want and not candles. Mm. But candles are lovely too. But, you know, there's lots of things out there. There's an array of things. So, you don't think candles are lame? No, I like candles. You gave me a delicious sea salt candle It was delicious. Birthday. I ate most of it. <laughs> it was great. You did. Mm. And it was salt and pepper. That's right. All right. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to talk about. I think you should go first. Gentlemen's yeah? okay. first, as we say on the show sometimes. Well, I, I talked about this last week, but I want to talk about uh, Ted Lasso Season 2, which is about to have its finale at time of recording this. Ooh. Uh, it's, it's been uh, a little – it's been mostly positive, mostly good reception, but there is a bit of division about, like, this show took a turn. Hey, this is, my, this is like, my feel-good show and – the characters are some of them are being mean and having like mental breakdowns and other ones like relationships are on the rocks and there's dating and dramas and whatever and this and that. But I think though that it's be that it's like a consistently good show. It's just taking characters and like in slightly different direction and added some depth. Not that it wasn't, you know, it didn't have some depth before, but I think it's adding to them. Again, you haven't seen this show really, have you? No, I've yeah. only watched the first episode and I couldn't get into it, but I think I have to share with you that my brain is broken. Yeah, that, I think that's my, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I cannot watch anything at the moment. And which just sounds like such a ridiculous complaint, but I just cannot, my brain just like, I start watching and I'm like, oh, unless it's a murder mystery. Ooh. Other than that, and even then. All that happens is I fall asleep. Have you watched the I beach? That, have you watched time. the beach that makes you old? N- no, I have not. Are you gonna watch the beach that makes you old? Does it actually make me? Yeah, old? Yeah, so if I it's watch about it? it's a movie. We just reviewed it on the Weekly Planet. It's about this. It's it's called the beach that makes you old, and it's about families and they holiday and they go to this beach. But the problem with the beach is, do you know what it is? No, it makes you old, <laughs> but it makes you old like quickly. So you go there and like, and every like hour that passes is like. Three years or something like that. I don't know. So the longer you stay on the beach that makes you old, the longer that the older you the get. The older you get until you eventually die or whatever. Sounds and, like uh, life, really. It's the it's it is, <laughs> but it's on a beach and it's quicker. Uh, it's by M Night Shyamalan, who you might know from many twists, and he did The Sixth Sense, and then he made progressively worse movies since then. No, that's not true. I like a lot of his movies, but uh, anyway, Ted Lasso season two does deal a lot with, like, relationships and mental health and, like, dynamic shifting between the players and the coaches and the people around the club and the owners of the club and things like that. But I I, I never really thought the show was strictly, like, a feel-good thing. There's a lot of that in that, but to me that show is about, like, community and people supporting one another and trying to get the best out of each other but not in, like, a, uh, like a manipulative way, in a way that's good for that person. So I think this season is just more of an expansion of of that. Like they bring in a club psychologist who 
helps a lot of the people, including Ted Lasso himself, because you kind of delve into why he's so kind of chipper and and happy kind of all the time, and you find out a bit more about all of that, which I thought was was really interesting. It recently won a lot of Emmys for everything. But no, I still think it's good. I think it's as strong, if not stronger, than it was in season one. And I will not hear you, Claire, say a bad word against no. it or the movie about the beach that makes you old. <laughs> Either one. Look, everyone has told me to watch this show and everyone that I like and respect, even you. Whoa. <laughs> no, you are my favourite number one person, have told me to watch it and I, I need to commit because How it, sad it, for you that uh, I'm that person. <laughs> no, it's a wonderful time. You and this goat puppet that just sits here looking at me. I don't hey, know if you know this, but we have a goat, a giant life-size goat puppet of James's Mr. Sunday mm. movies. What do you? What would you call that icon? Sure. Yeah, that uh, avatar. Avatar that uh, we got made by a puppeteer, and it's bloody awesome. And it kind of just sits here. Anyway, so the goat's staring at me, and I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, no, Ted Lasso. Everyone has told me to watch it. That's it. I'm going to do it. I you think should watch it. Whence, whence the pandemic? Starts to open up a little bit more. A few weeks, Glenn, and hopefully. And a that of ours We're goes back to school. We're 80%. Yep. We are. Um, that would be good. And then I can do that. So, yes. Is it um, – are there kind of romantic storylines? Definitely. Okay. 100%. Good. Excellent. There's quite a few and even more in the second season. And the, there's a few, but like the, uh, the one I like, the, the woman who runs the club who's kind of at the start. I'm not, you know, I haven't seen any of it, so I don't want to spoil any of it. But she kind of delves more. She's divorced, and she's kind of delves more into her love life and all this. And there's there's a rom- particular romantic entanglement, Claire, which I won't get into because it will spoil everything. Okay. But um, no it's spoilers. it's great. It's really it's a very good show, and I won't hear you, Claire, say a bad word against it. All right, it. and it and it's held up. That's the thing because sometimes yep. with these things, the first season can be great, and then it just starts to not be as good. You lose the sheen. But it's just as good. Yeah, I think I was just looking up. I think Jason Sudeikis is. Yeah, he gets. He's for the next season of Ted Lasso. He's going to get one million dollars an episode. Whoa! Which is quite a lot of money. Whistle worthy. And he was married to a shoe. He was married to a shoe. A goat. No, he was married to an apple. What's her name? She's an actress a frog. and also a tree. A tree. No. <laughs> What the hell is her name? Olivia Wilde. <gasps> oh. Uh, and now she's dating, what's his name from One Direction, who also does other things outside of One Direction. Ah, uh, yes, 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 Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Anyway. Uh, Harry Styles. I like that dude. He's cool. People love Harry Styles. And I like Olivia Wilde too. She's People excellent. Love Olivia she's Wilde. also great in House too. Sure. She she's also been in really much better cool. things than the show House. Which right. is essentially the same episode again and again. Yeah, I know, but that's what I like, James, consistency in my television. Sure. Consistency and everything gets solved in the end. Someone should no have, surprises. You know what happened? should have happened in that show? House was just like, you know what, all these people in the hospital, I'm sick of all you, I'm the smartest. And then someone should have just picked him up as he's talking, just throw him into a wood chipper. <laughs> it just goes, wait, no, I'm the smart. I'm the kind of people don't even know that I'm ah! Ah! Just <laughs> he's done. He doesn't even realise it's happening. Poor Hugo Weaving. That's very mean. <laughs> it's not Hugo does, Weaving. It's, isn't it Hugo Weaving? It's Hugh Laurie. Oh, God. I confuse those guys every time. That's okay. Now, Hugo Weaving is the Matrix. He's the Matrix. And He's Hugh, Mr. Matrix. That's right. He's, he's like, he's like, what's that guy in the Matrix? Um, Agent Smith. Agent, Agent Smith. Agent Smith. 
Okay, I confuse those guys every single time. Sure. And every time I take a stab in the dark and hope that I'm right. And I was hoping I was right that time and I wasn't. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> What's your plant-based uh, recommendation right, this week? Right, excellent. Though? So because I'm having this weird problem where my brain can't stick at watching anything, maybe sure. because I'm homeschooling and uh, we just had school holidays. And on. you're also homeschooling me. I'm finally deciding <laughs> to pass my grade six exams. He's, he's decided. He's, mm. he's decided. No, so I have got back into gardening, which is really exciting because I've been out of action with the old gardening for like over a year because of our little um, new bubba that came into the world. Sure. But I'm all back into it now and it's spring in Australia, so a booyah. Now, I don't even know if anyone remembers from last year, but I I had a vendetta with a possum. I had a vendetta with a possum that kept eating my bloody broccoli seedlings mm, mm, and mm. all the things and it was making me real mad. And also there are snails and other critters in the garden that just are constantly chomp, chomp, chomping away. At That's nature clay. You're going to have to get over it. I know, but it's so annoying. No, and it like you nature. do all the work of getting the seedlings and putting them in the ground and then what happened? then you think I'm going to be some amazing organic gardener and no, they get eaten at stalks. Well, yeah, poison them. You've got to poison all those snails, Claire. Is that what no, you're saying? I don't want to do any poisoning. We have oh. a dog and we have kids that wander around our garden and also not good for the environment. Don't want any more toxins anyway. However, no longer, James. Oh. No longer. Me and the critters, the critters, critters. have come to an understanding because. You threw them all in a wood chipper. <laughs> no, because of an excellent bloke called Mark Valencia. Oh. Who lives on a three-acre property homestead in southeast Queensland, Australia, forty-five k's north of Brisbane? That is isolated. It certainly um, is. It is in a subtropical climate as well, similar Wait, to 45 Florida. Forty-five k up from Brisbane. Mm. It's not that far. No, it's really not, is it? Like probably. <laughs> like a considering the, the speed drive. on that, it's probably like one hundred and twenty. <laughs> I would say. Give or take if it's remote. Correct. It'd probably be like a 30, 35-minute drive. All right. This is a totally boring. Thank you. But then again, once you hit right. Brizzy Town Centre, you would significantly you slow just... down. Okay. Can I continue? I like Brisbane. <laughs> oh, God. Guys, there's a screw missing. Anywho, back to my talk about gardens, which is yes, yes, endlessly yes. riveting. I agree. Some people are really into it. It's good. I think it's good. I think gardening's great. I don't like it or do care it. for it or no, do it or, or enjoy going. talking about it or hearing about it. <laughs> but I think it's great. <laughs> All right. Well, it's really good for our kids and also the planet. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so he lives in like subtropical climate, which is the same as Florida for our American listeners, that sure. kind of vibe. And he has a blog called Self-Sufficient Me that he started in 2011. Now, he shares a lot on that blog, but one particular video has changed my life and subsequently the lives of the critters in my garden who will no longer be swatting me by eating all my food. So the video is on YouTube and it's called Four Cheap and Easy Ways to Make Raised Garden Bed Covers. Now, people around the neighborhood do this in lots of different ways. I've always wondered. And then I went Googling for ideas to just buy raised garden bed netting covers to stop the little critters. And they're so bloody expensive. I'd imagine they would be because they're looking at a niche market there and they're like, we can definitely jack up the price here. All right. It's not that niche. A lot of people are into gardens. Yeah, but a lot of people aren't netting. They're gardening. Because yes, it's two levels. Okay. You've got yeah, to have garden bed, yeah. commit to that garden bed, commit to it enough to like have something flourish in the near future, have something attacking that garden bed, <laughs> and then Google around for a solution that's non-chemical based and arrive at this particular product, All right. hence the marker. Okay. Well, okay, fine. You're probably accurate. Also, it's really also, (laughs) no, and also (laughs) growing food in your garden is not a novelty. It is actually. People do it. Yeah, but okay, of all the people we know, 
I would say like one in 17 do it. No, that's not true. A lot of my friends do it. Actually, most of my friends. I don't believe you. <laughs> Because not a single friend of mine does it. And yet we, and have, we have a lot of the same friends. We have proved yet again that I'm an oddball, an outlier in the human uh, soup. <laughs> the human soup. <laughs> I really recently discovered this that I, I, you know, some people, for you, for instance, are really into like pop culture and know things about all that. And no, like a you lot only of people think that like because... the things that you like. No, that's only because. <laughs> not many people like the things I like. No, no, that's not true. You like normal people <laughs> things. And I Do like. I? Well, I don't I know. Spent most I say of that, but like week Avengers this week Endgame. When I've had a spare minute googling raised bed yeah, harvest. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> because like there isn't like a billion dollar raised garden bed movie franchise. <laughs> no, is there? no, that's what I mean. You're the basic bitch, and I'm the niche intelligentsia yes, in this I guess scenario. So. <laughs> but you know what? If I had to choose between what could exist, raised garden beds and movies, I would choose movies. Oh god. I would, <laughs> So you wouldn't go and sit and stare at nah. your race garden, which I've been doing. I just go and check I watched the movie Venom 2, <laughs> Let There Be Carnage, which I can't see at the moment. Uh, all right. Mm. Anyway, like what you like, I say. You just like what you like. Everyone's in anyway, about something. back to me and Mark, Please. He, who lives in Queensland. He put this on his YouTube channel because I went looking and they were so bloody expensive, also really confusing mm. um, because ours are like a funny, like circular sort of flat squashed oval shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, yeah. size do you get? How many metres? I don't know any of that stuff. Can't remember it from school. Too hard. So I gave up. And then I saw Mark making these covers on YouTube. And I am not very handy in terms of like nailing things and putting things up and I all would, that I, stuff. I wouldn't say yourself short. Okay. Look, I am of the two of us. I am more handy, but you are zero degrees I would handy. say that I can be handy. I can. I can do it. I just choose not to. I have okay. the ability. I will say that you can be handy. What does that mean? <laughs> handsy. I meant handsy. Okay. <laughs> My no, I loved your uh, <laughs> your double entendre that ended up being a single <laughs> entendre. Uh, anyway. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So these garden beds are super easy. So if you are like me trying to grow stuff in your garden and have a war going on with your local critters and don't want to use like lots of sprays and things, these are really fun and they'd be great to do with kids as well because they're super easy and it took like 15 minutes and quite cheap. So I just got bamboo stakes, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which are like just long bamboo sticks basically, but you could use lots of whatever, sticks, whatever you've got around your garden. And then Could you use rocks? No, James, they're bloody sticks, mate. Sticks, okay. You know what a stick is? Can I just finish my story? People don't even care about this. I have to finish it so we can move on. You're right. And then i got to talk about a thing people actually want to hear about. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. Because I'm the niche and you're the popular. I'm the quiche. The other quiche. No, you don't even like quiche. I feel like quiche is more niche. Quiche is more niche than being niche. <laughs> yeah. We've got to keep moving. <laughs> I'm going to keep moving. Let's keep moving. 
All right, so you stick the steaks in at regular intervals and then you buy poly pipes. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not even saying anything. Sorry, I just imagine like timed intervals. Like you put one in, then you're like, count 30 seconds. Next one. Okay, here we go. I'm just being. I'm... No, it's measurement. I know what you meant. I'm an idiot yeah, is what I'm saying. Okay. My brain is an idiot. Anyway, yeah. sorry, go on. I've known that for many years. I yes. love you anyway. Okay, so then you get your poly pipe. I had never seen this before. People use it for sprinkler systems and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's just like plastic kind of black piping. It's And it's kind of flexible and wobbly. It's good. So all this, like each of these things probably costs like $15 to $20. So then you get your poly pipe mm-hmm, and you just feed it over the top of your bamboo stakes and create like a little kind of arch, I guess, with it. Now, I put this on my Instagram. I'll save it to my story. So if anyone is out there and also put a link to Mark doing a much better job of this video in the show notes. Okay. Um, but basically they create like little archways. I made three, I made three of them in a row. Mm-hmm. And then I just got my bird netting, which is a government regulation so no critters can get like caught up in it. Oh, that, that's good. That's fine. Yeah, fun. you don't want to like any animals getting injured with your netting. You don't. So it's quite fine holes but enough to get your sun and your water through. And then you just sort of flip the netting four by four meters by four meters over it. And then I just bought these plastic clamps from Bunnings, which is like a home hardware store, and I just kind of tied and jiggied the netting over and clamped it around. Mm-hmm. And I, they don't look a bit wonky and they're not like perfect. I don't think they look wonky. they've bloody stayed up. Yeah. And we had a like a torrential hail yesterday mm. and wind and I thought this is not going to stick. Bloody stuck. And so Mark from Self Sufficient Me what a legend. And this was a super, super cheap. It probably took like 20 minutes. Yeah, you, so, were, you weren't out there for long, yeah. No, and it was like amazing. It came together really well. And as I've been checking over the last couple of days, no critters are getting in. It so was got 1.39 million subscribers, which is slightly more than me. This is outrageous. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. So maybe uh, but I get you're more, not the niche. I get more views per uh, video. All right. He's great. He's got so many great videos. I'm going to send him a message. Dear Mark. He's going to single out My videos get slightly more video views. Some (laughs) of them. Anyway, what he's doing is actually, all jokes aside, super important because the more of us that can grow veggies at home, the better, right? I completely agree. It's one of the things, you know, mass farming. I could get into it. But that's one of the the major problems with our ability to create a sustainable planet and reduce emissions and all those things. So big ag, no good. Small ag in your garden, right. great. How do you think, like, uh, in terms of mulch, how, like, what would, would would it be effective, like, having Hugh Laurie go into a <laughs> wood chipper? Would that be, like? More effective than pea straw, which is my yeah, yeah, yeah. favourite type of mulch just yeah. gets up. Oh, I'd have to think about probably it. Probably filled with painkillers and stuff. <laughs> I don't know whether it would be any good. I'll put, I mean, Hugo Weaving would make better mulch. Do you think? <laughs> Yeah. I reckon he's got a lot of weight in him. I don't know that. <laughs> I just suspect. Yeah, but that would be kind of like, He's always you know, chill. He's always like, I'm a chill dude. Yeah, but that's what you he's want. He's always like, I hate the mulch. Transformers movies. And Michael Bay's like, well, I won't put you in the next Transformers movie. And he's like, good. <laughs> I want to be in this stupid movie. I showed our son as a bribe for finishing his writing today a trailer of Bumblebee mm. and he of the real one. And that kid's eyeballs nearly fell out of his skull. You should show him that movie. It's like E.T. with a robot. Yeah, good. it didn't actually look nah, too full on. He, like, he just kept turning to me going, did you know that Bumblebee had a helmet? Yeah, he and told I was me in like, the morning. no, I didn't. He know. came out he's like, when I was tired in the morning, I come out and he goes, did you know Bumblebee's got a helmet that slide down? And I go, I know. Uh, no, I didn't know that. I would have been like, of course I know that. <laughs> 
Anyway, it was totally lost on me. Uh, I was much more into Googling um, self-sufficient gardening. Uh, but I understand. You love what you love. You, you love guys you love. like things that won't help the planet and I like things that might. Exactly. Anyway, no, and it worked. There's a little snail sitting on top of my garden bed covers looking very confused. Going, Literally, it was right up there this morning just looking in. Just like I could see it being like, how do I get in? It's like this fucking woman. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Jesus exactly. And I just let it sit there because I thought, yeah, mate, you're right. You're not getting in there. And my door. seedlings have no holes in them. Terrific news. It's amazing. Sorry, that's a long-winded explanation. You're going. No, I think it's good. People should garden. Not I'm... me, but other people. Um, I watched uh, a very short documentary. It's only 15 minutes. It's called Almost Famous, The Unchosen One, right? Oh. Uh, it's uh, Ben Proudfoot put it together, and it's on the uh, I forgot it's like New York Times YouTube channel or something. Give me a sec. Uh, the New York Times, yes. So basically, it's about this child actor called Devon Michael, right? Who's now in his early thirties, and the th- the most uh, you would have made probably seen him in a lot of ads as like a kid. You'd you recognize him? That's his face there. I don't know. He's been in a lot of like commercials uh, yes, and yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Anyway, or he just looks like any blonde kid from like the, the mid-90s. Anyway, he uh, what this documentary is about, it's called The Unchosen One because he is one of the last three actors uh, who were going to get the role of Anakin Skywalker in The Phantom Menace, which was one of the most coveted roles in child acting from the 90s. Anakin Skywalker, for, for you who doesn't know, Claire, is <laughs> becomes Darth Vader. Oh, yes. You may have known that. I, I don't know. I do know He's that. He's Skywalker's father, I know, I right? I know things about Star Wars. Anyway, so it gets into basically the pitfalls of this situation that he was in, right, where he's in, he's in this – there's this incredible documentary on the making of The Phantom Menace, which is much better than the movie The Phantom Menace because it's basically George Lucas walking around and just like making insane decisions and people going, oh, I don't I guess he's a genius. I guess he made Star Wars, I guess. I guess. Um, it's great. It's so good. It's As I said, it's much better than the movie. And the movie I don't even hate. But anyway, it, it's all about this like he gets his hopes up so much because this is going to change his life. Like he's going to be like next level famous. It's going to lift him and his family like out of poverty. Like he was never like – destitute but you know he was like their ticket to like you know another level of being comfortable right but the thing is he didn't get it jake lloyd got it who was another blonde child actor um also it's and this is very evident in the documentary and i always thought this and i've seen this documentary multiple times he's easily the best out of the three this guy that didn't get it like by far you'd have to be a moron to pick somebody else or George Lucas, who maybe can't read facial expressions. I don't know. <laughs> but and, but again, Jake Lloyd was fine because it's a kid role, whatever. But th- And he was he was devastated as a result of this. And then he had to watch the marketing campaign, which is the biggest of all time, for the, for the first Star Wars movie in like 15 years or whatever it was, to like to ramp up. And there's, there's like Star Wars fever and he's seeing Anakin Skywalker all over billboards and on Pepsi cans and whatever. And then... After the documentary came out, like at school, people were like, oh, you're that guy's in Star Wars. And he's like, I'm not in Star Wars. Like I'm in the documentary on the DVD for Star Wars. And it kind of crushed him. Like in his dream of acting and all of these things, like kind of went away as a result of this thing. But as I don't know if you know this, though, as a result of Jake Lloyd who got the role, he got a lot of hate and ire and backlash and bullying 
from like adults, other children, went on for decades because he's like he's not he's not good in this movie, right? I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, she's shaking her head. No, she's going to open it now in her phone. She's going to watch the entirety of the Phantom Menace. Um, but it's, I don't think it's his fault. Like the dialogue is not good. It's it's just not a, it's not a very well written part. The movie with Jar Jar Binks. Yes, you know I have one. seen it. Yes, yeah. yes. And so basically, people turned on on Jake Lloyd, and I don't know where Jake Lloyd is at now, but his life a few years ago took a turn from the worst, and I know he was uh, he had some. Um, problems with the law, and I know he has some substance abuse issues, and all of that you could probably say is a direct result of this movie. I would say maybe he, maybe that was something that would have happened to him regardless. But and so it's also this kind of silver lining of like I, I didn't have that happen to me, you know. But then again, maybe if he was in it, it would have been better. Maybe he would have done a better job of the role. And it's interesting because it ultimately came down to that Jake Lloyd had more acting experience and could hit a mark or they thought he could hit a mark better than this kid could because of that reason. And it's like, well, he's just hitting marks, so let's, it'll be more efficient to get this because that's what George Lucas wants. He wants, like, somebody to walk in and, like, stand on the X and go, oh, there's too many tariffs in this Jedi Council or whatever the fuck happens in those <laughs> movies. And, you know, and he did that. To his credit, Jake Lloyd did, like, exactly what was required of him, but it's just, like, a very hollow, empty kind of, Betrayal. Betrayal in general. And, again, not his fault, I don't think. And, he's again, he's not – I'm being too harsh on him. He's not terrible. He's a child in a child's role and is in, this, in a child's movie. And is this the thing, though, right? It's not – yeah, that being a child actor does just in general not seem to be very good for it's kids. It's awful. There's right? a few examples of it kind of going, like, right. Like the Harry Potter series? Yeah, the Harry Potter I was going to say kids, they're all in their like mid-30s now. Yeah, but they seem but, uh, to have been looked after yeah, in a way Yeah, that and a lot of other kids. I mean, like Drew Barrymore had huge It's amazing that issues. she's uh, – I know she seems okay through, now, yeah. but, I mean, she went through some really horrific – I mean, there's so, I mean, Macaulay Culkin had his had a bit of a he did, rocky yeah. road. He's, he's, come, he's come good, though, in, in recent years as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mentioning you on the old Twitter. He did mention me a few years back that he watches Caravan of Garbage and I was like, oh, my God. I remember that. I was scrubbing the wheat bix off the kitchen floor <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, Macaulay Culkin. And then I had to kind of run upstairs and you were like, check this out. And I'm like, cool, this is so awesome. I mean, and now I've got to go finish cleaning the kitchen. Yeah, I know. To be fair, like he doesn't follow me on Twitter. So like <laughs> I could even shoot him a message and be like, hey, thanks, Macaulay Culkin. If you're ever in the country, we'd love to have you on. Whenever anybody like kind of like famous-ish whatever messages, I'm just like, just don't hassle them. Just leave them alone. Because the last thing you want is messaging them and be like, oh, my God, okay, so we could line and we could hang out and we could do it. It's just like just leave them alone, you know? Yeah, good plan. But the the weird thing about that is just to talk about the Macaulay Culkin kid thing. Like I've I've watched him growing up. Like I know he's like so famous. Or he was at least. He's still famous. But just like so much of my childhood is like that guy. And now to think that he's seen this dumb thing that I made is just like, ugh. Anyway. <laughs> very uh, cool. Okay, so it's very worth watching. It's only 15 minutes as well. I think oh, it's, it's fascinating. Short. Yeah, it's, fascinating. it's terrific. I mean, I did say that up top, but you're too busy Googling Phantom Menace <laughs> trivia that you're going to hit us with. And here we go. Go. What's your piece of Phantom Menace trivia? Nobody likes Jar Jar Binks. That's not actually true. Uh, he also copped a lot of flack, the actor oh, behind do the that. the kids love Jar Jar Binks? Kids do love Jar Jar Binks. And he okay. had, like, um, he was suicidal for a time and, and every, that's armoured best. And oh. um, 
it's interesting because there's kind of been a renewed appreciation for maybe maybe that character, but also him as an actor and a and a performer. Because a lot of the stuff that he did in that was a lot of early like motion capture and digital character stuff that then was heavily praised for Gollum. Uh, yeah. But he did it first, really. It's just that he did it with a character that's fucking insufferable <laughs> as opposed to Gollum, which could have very easily gone that way as well, really, yeah. when you think about it. But the, but the, the movie that it was placed yeah. in at the time that it was done, I mean, everyone mm. loves it. The Phantom Menace does funny. like a lot of – it's a real oddity because it does a lot of really interesting like things technological-wise and it's, it's essentially an independent movie that George Lucas like funded himself for the most part. It's like – this fascinating, like, experiment. Mix of, like, stuff that was really cool that came from George Lucas but also missing maybe the human element. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't mind it. Like, I've rubbished it, like, up and down for, like, decades, but I actually don't mind it. It's actually pretty interesting as a movie. You know what yeah. is really interesting to me about this? The level of joy that emanates from you when you – and I don't know if anyone else out there who has a partner who is deeply into, like, Star Wars or any of There might be someone listening to this. <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking primarily to the partners of the people that sure. are, like, you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and what it, it just gives me so much joy watching how much joy you get from it because, for the most part, you're a very gloomy, cynical kind of human it's being. True. But you tap into this particular vein of like Star Wars trivia or like something else and you just become like sunshine and rainbows. You're just skipping along like a little kid. It was like when we were watching Lego Masters and they did a Star Wars theme episode. And that dude just exploded. This dude exploded but you kind of exploded and our son, I thought he was going to like fall down from a heart (laughs) attack. He was so excited. It's just something about Star Wars, right, that like makes people just light up and I don't get it. I'm much more into like putting my hands in the dirt outside in the garden. But I also think cool. And it's, I don't know, it makes me happy to see you so happy. Thank you very much. It doesn't happen that often. <laughs> I, I think it's even. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm actually joking. Yeah, no. I, I, I think there is something like just something incredible about Star Wars. And not all Star Wars is good. Like mod, I'm not just talking about modern Star Wars. I'm talking about like Star Wars in the 80s. Like it's not all. It's not all good. Yeah. Um, but there is something about each entry, even the ones that aren't good, that kind of I think brings something, except maybe The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> but <laughs> that's probably not even true because, like, in a few years I'll probably turn around on it. What is it about Star Wars? Like, I, what is it? I don't know because it's it cannot – it's very hard to replicate. Like, it can't really be replicated. I think there's also something about those prequel movies which George Lucas made, which is fascinating that – they did move a lot of things forward and try different things with story that the newer movies maybe didn't. Even though I think the newer movies are probably like they're technically better movies, I think, except for the last one. Um, but there is something about those ones that really like took a leap that the new ones maybe didn't. And um, is it, it except for the, it, maybe the last? Is Jedi it because the world is so immersive? Like it's just like it's got fun and adventure and art and and it's like removed. It's like removed from like our reality. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's not tied to anything. So like whenever they make something, it's like or a set or a whatever. There's there's nothing there that's like oh that's a fork. It has to be like a specific type of Star Wars fork. You know what I mean? It's just yeah everything about it. So anyway, it's immersive and endless and kind of amazing. And, well, and it's like it's silly. It's like a silly thing, <laughs> and I think that's why. Also, anyway, we, we were going to wrap this up. Or what are we doing? Yeah, I've got one more recommendation. I'll just should we squeeze. save this for next week? This piece of paper. 
Oh, what do you think? I could save my recommendation. No, no, do your recommendation. All right, okay. So um, this was a gift that was given to me by my family and Annabelle Warren is a beautiful illustrator and artist. Mm. You can follow her at Annabelle, that's A-N-N-A-B-E-L-W-A-R-N-E, illustration. And she does work, I think she does work primarily with drawing and then watercolour. She also makes animations as well and she does like people's. I like illustrations. (laughs) (laughs) She does kind of like personalised little illustrations of people's pets and their kids and like a garden scene or a little house and you can just send her a photo and she'll recreate it as as a painting and it's just gorgeous and I, she does it as a gift for lots of different people I got given one of our kids but you could do one of your family home or a beloved pet that's even one that's passed away it's amazing yeah it's just real and I think it's such a beautiful present I'd love to, to show ours but it would show exactly what our kids look like yeah so correct we, but it's so really <laughs> gorgeous he's really yeah, captured really great. them and our kids love it they're like oh my god even our daughter who's like one and a half was looking at it like that's me that's like yeah, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful. And she frames them for you and we'll send yeah. them to you. So they're not super cheap, but so they're not, you know, ridiculously but good, expensive. But, but they're they good, are, I think, they're not super cheap. Yeah, I, know, I think there's a, like there is a stigma and I would say a lot of people listening to this probably know this and don't need to hear it. But like this, it's it's like work and effort and. The amount of artistry and so time. so much stuff. And especially to capture people. And I yeah. think we don't think about that like in terms of the number of hours and then what you would charge as an hourly rate. Like we're okay to pay a plumber $300 or something to come and fix yeah. something. But someone who's an artist who's practised for so long. it's not considered some, an essential. Yeah, essential service. But it actually is. I think lockdowns highlighted that even more, right, that what gets us through art. Right and yeah and story and podcasts and podcast <laughs> podcasts like this one anyway so um Annabelle grew up in rural Australia on the Murray River and she studied graphic design in Melbourne and then moved to Berlin for a few years as a freelance designer and she loves being outside and you can see that in her work she does a lot of native wildlife and natural environments and then snippets of places she goes she also has a beautiful little pug puppy dog so if you follow yeah. her on Instagram you can have a look at her photos of her and drawings of her pug as well. But yeah, if you're looking for a really unique gift for Christmas for a loved one, I think there would be a beautiful gift to kind of do as a whole family and give to your parents or something totally. at their family home or like a beloved animal or the grandkids. Anyway, contact her. And if you are in another country, and I'm not sure if she ships overseas, you could absolutely do this with another local artist. I think it's such a good present and you've still got time because it's only October to find a, find a, a good local illustrator, give them like a photo yeah, and get them totally. to recreate something. I think it's, you know, getting a framed photo is also lovely but there's something extra special about a painting I think or Definitely. a drawing. So anyway, that's it. That's my recommendation. I follow this, um, <laughs> this amazing account. It's called For Exposure and it's basically people being like, hey, I need an artist, hey, I need an editor. And then the person's like, oh, yeah, this is, these are my rates. And they're like, what? I thought you, oh, that's too much. Or I thought you just do it. Like, because I've got 2,000 Instagram followers. And they're like, I don't give a shit. I need food and, like, money and stuff. Like, and they're like, well, if you loved it, you just do it. And it's like, get fucked. Like, people should be paid for their work no matter what. Yeah. Like you said, you wouldn't be like, ask a plumber to go around and be like, oh, don't worry, I'll tell my mates how good you are at plumbing, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. And, but I do think that sometimes is incredibly undervalued that that's what gets everyone through you you know mm. in, in art in all its different forms so anyway and by that because i know you have a catchphrase 
Fuck art. Fuck art. But right. I do it. And art, but art is like writing and film and TV. Just and podcasting. And podcasting. <laughs> you should support your favourite podcasters you by sending them a, uh, an envelope full of cash. Correct. For your birthday. Every Not birthday. even. Just whenever. Just whenever. All right. Excellent. Should we wrap it up? I think maybe we'll save this for next week. What do you reckon? Why not? Or oh, we can do it now, whatever. I don't know. What do you Save think? Save for next week. All right, okay. Do you want me to give people a taste? Oh, so God. This oh, is a God. Uh, piece of writing that Claire wrote oh, in 1996. I don't think I could do it. Uh... Life, life is a lot. <laughs> life is like, sorry. Okay, oh. hold on. Context. I was like 11. Yeah. 10? Oh, this is better than anything I've ever written. So, I'm, yeah, no shade. <laughs> Writing's pretty good. It's, it's pretty in good. like the, one of those um, pens with different colors. I hate how you've changed the hand, the pen color every line. <laughs> Life is like a lot of closed doors, and you have to pick the one <laughs> you want and work for the key. One of the doors I would like to open is the door with a published book behind it. I would like to be a writer and a poet. <laughs> Writing a story to a I'm just gonna read this. Writing a story to a human would be like singing a song for a bird. It's true. Is it? Hey, bird. Hey, bird. I'm, stay still. I'm going to sing a song at you. Uh, explaining how you feel, creating other people's emotions, and, keep all peop- and keeping people listening or looking with admiration or excitement. It's true. That's not inaccurate. Another door I'd like to open is education. Being a teacher would be pretty hard, but never really boring. Disagree. Um <laughs> It is boring sometimes, but it is hard. Helping others to take on life with confidence must be one of the greatest feelings in the world. That's not inaccurate, actually. You know, when you see a kid get a thing or they get through school and you're like, I slightly contributed to that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Look, okay, this kid, okay, I really love this kid. I don't, I I can't really remember being this kid, but what I... Such a nerd. I just really understand why I didn't have any friends in primary. You had friends. I was such an old soul. I'm older and wiser in this piece of writing than I am now. You're way sillier now. And I think I might have broken you and your brain or something. Like what kind of kid sits down and Anyway. I bet they were like talk about the things that you want to be when you're older. Yeah, I know. I love old libraries and books. So maybe when I'm older, a lot older. I may become a librarian. I don't know whether I want to get married or not. See how that pans out. I suppose it depends who I meet and when I meet them. I love to act, sing and dance. Oh my God. This is this bit it's is grim. Worse. This it's bit makes me worse. go, oh. I, I love to act, sing and dance, but I don't think I'll ever get the chance to perform. I like to... I like to dream that one day I might be on stage acting as the star. And to be fair, you have done that. You have done like musical theatre and theatre in general with like, you know, lead roles. Even even though in reality... doesn't matter. Even though in reality I know that that is not where my talents lie. Fuck, that is so like self-aware. And also like debilitating. I think it would be cool to try. Some kids are like, I'm going to play in the AFL. That's Australian football. I'm going to be a sports star. You know how many, it's weird because as a kid, it's like there's so many people like, I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going to be, I'm going to play, I'm going to play up in the NBA. I don't know a single person who has achieved any of their goals. That's a fact. And I think it's like, 
maybe a, maybe a byproduct of our time that we grew up in or whatever. I don't know, but like that we were told we could be anything. Yeah, it's and just we not true. And I don't be. mean to like step on anybody's dreams. Well, I, this is what I have to say. This kid writing this, she's very self-aware. I think so. That's and look, you've done a lot of these things. I remember you singing a song for a bird. <laughs> no, James. No, get it right. <laughs> writing, writing. A story sorry, to a, a human, human would be like life. singing a song <laughs> for a bird. I think so. This I... should be in the loo. <laughs> <laughs> I have an that's, that's not actually true that I, I do know people who have achieved things that they wanted to achieve. I just, yeah, I just think as a kid, if you're like, I want to play in the NBA, and it's like, yeah, if you're fucking seven feet tall, maybe you can play in the NBA. Imagine if you're getting this on your desk as a student and you're just reading kids being like, I want to be a football player. I'd like to be a transformer one day. Yeah. I think I might like to be a ballerina. But I actually don't have the ability. <laughs> no, but then they're reading this. Oh, right, like, yeah. It's like the manifesto of a 55-year-old cat lady. Yeah, it seems like, yeah, it's more like regret for things that you <laughs> won't do. It's me doing um, my talents lie. I like libraries and old books. And who doesn't like libraries? There's something really cool about that. Even though in reality I know that that is not where my talents talents lie. <laughs> Jesus. I think it would be cool to travel overseas. The countries I would like to visit are Ireland, France, and America. You've well, done that I and have. beyond. Correct. Yeah. Uh, last bit. My hopes and dreams will change in time as I learn to understand more about my life. So true. <laughs> Man, this is great. If I wrote this, I would never want somebody to read this out. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm not sure if I'm going to allow you to leave But thank you for sharing that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. When I read that, I took me like 15 minutes to read it because I was like, just like dying. It's like such a roller coaster of emotion. It's very well written. Like honestly, if I got this as a teacher, I'd be like, fuck, this is like pretty good and grim. <laughs> Why oh, the teachers really always really liked me a lot, but none of the kids did. Nah, I bet the teachers didn't like you that much. <laughs> yeah, I bet they didn't either. Yeah. Because <sighs> you know what's funny about it? I I never I sort of can't really remember what I was like much as a kid, and I wasn't sure. And then I read that, and I was like, oh, that's right. You remember? I remember just now. Filled with dread. No, I just used to. No, I just used to sit and read a lot. Yeah. And like I was, I think I'd never quite connected with other kids very well because, and now I know why. Because <laughs> contemplating life and thinking about old books. Yeah. And being. Very you know what I think part of this as well is? I think there's like a bit of, let's just psychoanalyze this. Oh, God. <laughs> this thing from 1996. That um, there's a bit of like this is what adults like want to hear. Do you uh, know what I mean? There's yeah. a bit of like these are the expectations they have of me and how I have of myself. Do you know what I mean? Yes. There's a bit of like, I'm I don't know, maybe I'm reading into a I'm bit much. I'm trying to um, impress the Yeah, Definitely. Yes, yeah, yes, but yes, and I'm also because I I remember thinking of myself as wanting to be a writer. Yeah, and in primary school, the teachers are always saying I was a good writer. Yeah, and I was so that line about being a bird, a writing a song for a bird. Oh, mate. I know that I thought I nailed it. Like I can tell in my own little voice that I was like, this is lyrical and poetic because I wanted to be a poet. Doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> 
yeah, but at the time, you know, James, come on. It's like create. Anyway. I think I you're just, doing yeah. a lot of cool things. Um, Thanks, And mate. you have even before you were podcasting. Thanks, you did, mate. You've done a lot of these things except for singing a song for a bird. <laughs> that was not a goal. I was merely comparing writing some words for a song mm. is the same as singing a song for a bird. Yeah. Man, I love kids. They're so weird. I know. And every I love kid's it. different. And then as an adult, they're like it all gets beaten out of them and everyone's I the know. same person. Okay. And I have to say, I have to say that that's one thing reading that. I'm bloody always been very odd. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still odd. And if you're odd, you're my person too. Because I, being bloody odd is great. This this reminds me, I'll, I'll tell one of my favorite teaching stories, even though it's like got nothing to do with this. But I just, it, it just always stuck with me. I, I taught this kid uh, a few years back when I was teaching and he was great. He was just like a real like odd duck kind of kid. And, you know, he had friends and stuff or whatever, but he was, he was a nice kid and he had like fun ideas and he was like a bit dark and a bit weird, but he was, it was cool. I really, I, he was interesting. And that's what I liked about him. Someone had died, someone's parent had died or something. I can't remember. So you got to do like a grief thing. You know what I mean? Where you might talk about death and what it means and if you've experienced anything like that, et cetera, and so forth. Anyway, he goes, he puts his hand up and he goes, and he kind of talked like this. He was like, when, when I was, when I was little, uh, when I was a baby, uh, a, a man, I was in my grandma's house and a man climbed into the window <laughs> and murdered my grandma. And, and, and now I'm worried he's going to come back and murder me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Excuse me? And I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'll just like put a pin in that. Like I can't, I can't just be like, do you want to fucking elaborate on that? What do you mean? Your grandma was murdered. What are you, Harry Potter? What the fuck are we talking about? Uh, anyway, so before I got a chance to speak to the parents, so now the kids must have told, like gone home and told the mum because that's something you ring for and be like, hey, what the fuck's <laughs> up with this thing? Did this thing happen? And they came in and they're like, his, his mum, his grandma wasn't murdered. Like, I don't know why he said she's that. She's still alive. She's still alive. <laughs> I'm like, and she's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, we don't know, like, why he's, and I'm like, he's fine. He's great. You don't need to, like, you honestly, you don't need to worry about it. He's like a nice kid. Because I think that other kid who was, like, quite sporty and, like, like, like you'd expect from, like, more than, I guess, for lack of a better word, normal. And he was like a bit of an odd bod. But that again, that's why I liked him. And just just the like, we don't know why he's like this. And I'm like, fucking relax. He's all right. Don't worry, mate. He'll be all right. <laughs> and he probably is. And that's the thing though, right? Like at the end of the day, be so bloody boring if we're all different. Yeah. If we're all the same. Yeah, the thing you said. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I wonder what. Like, I don't know why he said murdered. that. Like there was no like lead up, <laughs> which is why I'm like, is this true? Like, because it just came out of the blue. I don't know what, like, why he said it. <laughs> and he looked like it happened. Like, his face, <laughs> like, he really sold it. Yeah. Oh, God. But that's the that's the cool thing about being a kid. Everything is so vivid Yeah, for you, you know? Like, it's so vivid and there's a line between what's real and what isn't that is quite blurry. Mm. And that line you're kind of walking where things are in your imagination but maybe they're real or maybe yeah. they're not. And you sort of know they're not but maybe that. I just love that time in your life. And mm. speaking to kids when they're in that is just so cool. Yeah. Because they blur things and I just love it and they make me giggle. 
Anyway, he's a great kid. I loved him. What a legend. Speaking of legends. Here we go. What do we got? Um, I've got an email. Would you want to do a review? No, no. I have to bring up my review because my computer died. Okay, excellent. So if you would like to send us a suggestible for the podcast, we would absolutely love it. You guys are awesome. And I've just loved hearing from all of you that have written in. Please keep doing it. It keeps me going. Yeah. I have a very cool and funny email that's quite long that I was going to read today, but I'm going to save it because we're out of time. Next week. No so worries. I'm going to do a shorter one. Now, this one is from David Krappenschitz. Ah, <laughs> yes. I've heard this name before. I know. And it's a bit of a downer email, but I thought, you know, in solidarity, I'd read it out. Hey guys, sorry if this sounds like a bit of a moan, but I feel like I need to talk about this a little bit more. And none of my friends group is really interested. And I've heard you guys talk about world events before. We are, we do. The Pandora Papers were published earlier this week and revealed yet again that most of the world's elites are hoarding cash offshore to avoid tax. It's true. As well as buying up massive amounts of foreign properties. This is incredibly frustrating for me, especially as taxes were just raised in the UK and the fact that there will likely be no consequences for these elites just as there was when the Panama Papers were leaked five years ago. Uh. Mm, I don't know. I just feel extremely frustrated with the state of the world in general, and this just makes things worse. So his suggestible is a great docudrama from 2018 about the Panama Papers, which sheds more light on the car bombing of the journalist who first exposed the story. Sorry to be a downer. Love the pod, and you guys really cheer me up. Mate, I've been enraged by that story too, and I hear ya. And thanks for writing in. Absolute bullshit. It's not enough to, like, raise the tax on pe- people who have certain wealth. Yeah. And the, the, many people out there, they go, a lot of people are like, well, that, uh, you shouldn't do that because that's going to affect me or whatever. It's like, no, it's not going to affect you. It's going to affect, like, it's billionaires like the top, like, and millionaires. like, 0.5% or something in yeah. the world. I know, exactly. And that's what frustrates me so much because if all of that cash that was being hoarded, even mm. a fraction of it was shared. Yeah. <sighs> but the problem is as well, like a lot of their income, it's not like it doesn't come in the way that it like normal income does. They don't get a wage and then you lose like 40% of it or whatever the yeah. proposed amount is. It's like it's it's scribbled away in different like investments and things like that. So you never you never like withdraw like a whole lot of it to to be taxed on it essentially in a nutshell. Yeah. That's an idiot's way of explaining it. But, I know. Uh, Elizabeth Warren does a really great job of mm. explaining all of this stuff. And I remember once she had a big bowl of corn chips and she said, if in America we just taxed the rich and it's basically the billionaire she's talking about and if this was their wealth and it was like a big bowl of corn chips, if I just taxed them this crumb and she took one crumb out and was like, that would be enough to lift everybody out of poverty mm. and pay for everybody's health care and society would be fine. Yeah. And it's not, so it's not like we're asking even for one chip. It's yeah. like a crumb. So, yes, David, I hear you. You're absolutely not alone. And there's also a lot of misinformation because a lot of media companies are owned by people like this or who have friends who are this wealthy. And so there's a lot of, like, misinformation that gets people fighting amongst themselves talking about culture wars and be like, everything's too woke, when that's, like, not the problem. The problem at heart is that there is a massive wealth divide and it continues to grow on a daily basis, especially when you consider that during the pandemic era, billionaires, there were more billionaires created and increased in wealth than prior while other people were slipping into poverty is all I'm saying. Anyway, this is a review from Ty Paul. Correct. <laughs> Go for it. You can <laughs> you can review an app. You absolutely so can. So you're frustrated with the system and the like and the mechanisms of entertainment that are feeding you misinformation, maybe like Apple Podcasts. You can review our show right in there. <laughs> Ty Paul says, the best chemistry. This is a hot take, but I enjoy this more than a more successful podcast that I know. 
But all jokes aside, I love listening to the chemistry between James and Claire. The lovely banter is always really enjoyable and it's just an all-around great podcast. Thank you very much, Ty Paul. You can review an app. I'm making my way through. Uh, if you could, that'd be great. Thanking you. And please reply to us as Jessel Pod. We love to hear from you guys. And uh, this has been an extra long show. It certainly has. It certainly has. It wasn't meant to be, and I'm sorry. I know. But we got talking, and then we had to share the genius of 11 year old Claire. Yeah. Just spilling her guts. Good fun times. Good guts. All you right. Find, if you find anything else this insane, please let me know. <laughs> No, I love it. I'm an artist. What can I say? You must be. All right. Thanks You're to welcome. Ro- thanks to Royal Collins for the edit and for linking everything below. Linking you. Okay. And uh, bye. Goodbye. Have a good week. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I mean, if you want, it's up to you.